Hello and welcome to SEO SAS, the podcast brought to you by the magnificent Sarah McDowell, SEO specialist at Like Mind Media, and me, Hannah Bryce, SEO manager at Gymshark. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're actually here. I am here for once, yes. You're actually here I and know. you're doing the introduction. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> it's almost the way you know that I'm going to actually be on the podcast. <laughs> I'm really sorry for not being here. And yeah, I think you're doing a fantastic job of all these amazing interviews. And yeah, it's just because as you've rightly explained several times, I've got a a sort of a 90 mile round trip during the week, which takes several hours. And yeah, just getting on to speak to these wonderful people just isn't that, isn't that realistic for me? Well, you know what? It is, it is what it is. And when you are here, you put your all in and yes, and the podcast couldn't be you it couldn't be you. The podcast couldn't be the podcast without you. Thank you. So, so yes. So, we just thought, like Hannah said about, let's address the elephant in the room about, <laughs> like, why like, some of the time we don't hear Hannah. But, yes, it's just because, like, like I say, life gets in the way and... When you can do it, you can. Yeah, it's not just that you just love doing it without me and you like to leave me out and you're a bad person. (laughs) And I like all the limelight, you know. (laughs) Go away, Hannah. This is the Sarah McDowell SEO SAS podcast. No, that is not it at all. Um, And we didn't even need, uh, yes, but Hannah wanted to address it. And I mean, you put your all into it. So I didn't even think we needed to address it, but you know. Good. Well, should I carry on? Well, yes, I feel like I've, in, I've introduced, uh, introduced, I've ruined the flow of the intro. So <laughs> back over to you. It's fine. If anyone's ruined the flow, it's me, but that's <laughs> all good. Um, right. So just in case you wanted to know, this podcast is all about SEO and we like to delve into lots of topics and tips and give you lots of our views. So this show is brought to you by the team at Like Mind Media. Like my media help clients find their audience and start having conversations with them, whether that's on social media, content, or even podcasts, just like this one. We're actually using their podcasting equipment right now. They're super lovely people who take time to understand your business and think like you. Thanks, Hannah. Sarah, how are you? Well, <laughs> I uh, need to have a proud auntie moment, please. Ooh. So obviously, I think the last time we recorded, I was like, because ne- obviously we batch record, and I said, next time, there'll be a little pitter-patter. Is that the saying? Yep, pitter-patter of tiny feet. There we go. So I just want to say a huge congratulations to my sister and brother-in-law for, so yes, they welcomed baby Finon into the world and he is the most adorable baby and I know I'm biased because (laughs) I am the auntie but you know what I don't care but yes I just want to say congratulations to them both and he's such a cutie and I love I love him congratulations to you all (laughs) to to us all and I've officially changed my first nappy I thought you were going to say your first name I was like (laughs) wow I mean that's Further along the line than I've ever done. So you've yeah. never changed a nappy. Never, never been near one. No. Well, I was lucky because it was we and not poo. <laughs> but there's, oh, oh my gosh, it's not easy. There's a lot of things to like. Yeah. Think about. I mean, I've when worn you're a sari before, and I thought that was difficult. So is it like? I'd imagine they're of a similar level. I love how you're relating nappy changing to sari wearing. I just feel like it's the same level of difficult. <laughs> just, just from the outside looking in. Yeah. <laughs> 
But anyway, but yeah, so that that's me. And yeah, so being an auntie is lovely and wonderful. How about yourself? Well, I'm not that developed yet, so <laughs> you're not that. You're no, I'm not that far along in life. Although I did have our first wedding anniversary, which was amazing. So. Yes, um, happy anniversary to you both. Thank you very much. Can't believe it's actually been a year. Do you remember I when I asked you to be bridesmaid live on here? Literally, yes. that was, and it wasn't faked at all. It was, it was not yeah. fake. And it took me surprise and still one of my favourite episodes (laughs) and still one of my favourite weddings. We were on top of that, um, what's it called? Stanage Edge. Stanage Edge. I said that word, didn't I? In Derbyshire. (laughs) Is it classed as a mountain or rock face? It's a a ridge. Ridge. Yeah. So Hannah wanted awesome photos for a wedding, which you do. So we were all there. And I mean, the photos look amazing, but it was very bloody windy. And cold, it? yeah. And we got a sunset, so it was just It amazing. was beautiful. It was beautiful. <sighs> so, yes. I, f- I mean, I feel like there's a lot of love. There is a lot of love right now. Is it because right it's recently been Valentine's Day? I think so. Also, because I haven't seen you for ages. Yes. Yes. It's nice <laughs> to be back, isn't it? Back <laughs> I was together. thinking that was Sarah's like, uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, I was trying to remember the last time I saw you, but I suppose it has been a, it has been has too been long. a while. Yeah. Well, to be fair, how many times have you rescheduled our uh, meet? <laughs> I'm joking. It's true. It is true. So yeah. who's really the one that's trying to, like, you know, <laughs> wiggle out of this friendship? Sarah just did an actual wiggle as well. Oh, dear. Right, we okay. need to start filming these episodes, don't we? We do. And talking of new things to add into the episode. Yes. As... We often have a little rant about something, and I say we loosely, I mean mainly me. We thought what we'd do is at the start of these episodes now, we'll have a rant of the week and get it out of our systems. Before you go on. Go on. We've got a sponsor for the rant as well. Oh my God. I know. I did not know about this. We're going to make it rain, you know. (laughs) We're making money. (laughs) Maybe I'll join you on more podcasts. So, (laughs) this week's rant is sponsored by... Stubbing your toe. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) what? (laughs) Care to explain? We haven't really got a sponsor. I just thought I'd get your hopes up, you know. Well, it did. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) But how many times have you stubbed your toe? Well, yeah, it's painful. And it's probably quite as painful as the rant. So I see where you're going with that. Yes, and we need to address, you know, everyone stubs their toe. So I thought we should all, you know, we all have to... We all do it. Yep. We put it you is. in the right mood for the rant as well. It so I'll just imagine I've so just imagine stubbed my toe. imagine that tight, little toe. Yeah. Oh, you've really worst. stubbed it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. We no. do need proper sponsors, don't we? <laughs> but anyway. Hint. Okay. So rant of this week is actually, what's the word? Oh, now I'm stuck. Um, inspired, right? Inspired by Areed Abu Ali, who's SEO manager at Zoopla and founder of Women in Tech SEO. Okay, so you'll have seen this week that she posted a really awesome LinkedIn post and it said, brilliant women all around the world, can we please take a collective vow to refrain from asking questions in meetings that start with, I'm not technical enough, so, or this might be too basic, but she said, it breaks my heart every time I hear it. You are technical. It is not basic. And so my rant, I know, yeah. My rant kind of hinges off of that because I think it's when you discredit ideas in meetings. So it's, it's very similar to that. And I actually did it this week. I had a meeting at work and I said, this is probably going to be a really daft idea, but I'm going to put it out there anyway. And before I'd even said it, I've already said it's not the greatest idea. 
I feel you. And I feel like I do that too much. So it's a kind of like a bit of a rant at myself, but also everybody else who does this. Because if I'd have gone with conviction and been like, right, I have an idea, and then just said it, people are more likely to be like, oh, okay. I, I do it all the time. And it's, it's, it just happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, and I don't know whether it's because you're scared. It's like a disclaimer. Or nervous about how your idea is going to come across. And I mean, most of the time, when you have said that and you said the idea, how many times have they been like, oh, that's an amazing idea. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, I mean, and th- it's, this time it did go down quite well. It wasn't like right let's get on it now it was it's sort of then sparked off other ideas which is often what you want anyway I have had it where it's literally fallen flat and everyone's been like tumbleweed but is that because they don't understand probably and also that's also when that does happen it's not that bad do you know what I mean it's kind of like okay well that didn't work but then you can say fair enough maybe not that idea but can we all think of ideas and put it back on them but I do think as well businesses and especially if you're in a mess in a meeting where it's like idea generation and mind mapping yeah and stuff you do need a safe space to because it can be nerve-wracking or scary like coming up with ideas because you don't know how it's gonna it's just saying them isn't it I know lots of people who will come back from a meeting and then either speak to the person who owned that meeting or the rest of the team and say oh we could do this with that and then it's like why didn't you say that in the meeting and I know why they didn't say it it's because actually it's scary but if we all like you say have a safe space makes it a lot better well there you go do you feel better I do and thank you very much to Reed as well (laughs) so should we go on to what this podcast is going to be about (laughs) That was a nice long intro. I know. I think that's the longest intro we've ever done. (laughs) Still valuable to our listeners, though. I hope so. so. (laughs) Okay, so this podcast, we're going to be talking about whether Google is pigeonholing us too much. And what I mean by that is putting putting these in a box and being like, this is your box, sit in there. Sit in there. Yeah. Get in your box. (laughs) So, yeah, we're going to talk about how Google and other platforms pigeonhole us. So we'll start with some wider examples. So let's start with YouTube and Spotify. So the idea from this came from my husband, Dom, because he was saying the other day that he didn't log into his YouTube account on his work phone and it played some really awesome music, showed him some really cool new and old stuff that he would never, ever have been exposed to if he'd have logged in under his account. And I feel like YouTube, Spotify, other, other things like that, show us music, podcasts, films that he thinks we're interested in, which is great because we're being targeted, but we're not opening our minds to new stuff. We're not finding out things that actually we might be interested in. Another example, there's a guy at work called Chris. He's not going to be listening Chris. to this, but yeah. He plays country music, right? And at first I was like, this is really cool. It's really different. And then after about four hours of it, I was like, please kill me. Okay. Not because I dislike it, but it was just too much. Right. Too much I'm country. not used to it. But being exposed to that kind of stuff, I would never have had country music on at work. Do you know what I mean? And that's, the, that's how real life works. If, mm. you, if you're not surrounded by the same people all the time and that kind of thing. I feel like, should it happen the same way online? Yes. And Netflix is similar as well. So... You can easily explore other areas and popular films when you're logged into your Netflix account. Yeah. But if you solely rely on what's recommended to you, and I think a lot of people do that because you can easily waste a whole evening on Netflix just trying to find a film. Wasn't it so much easier when all you had were five channels? Does that that make me sound really old? (laughs) Such a grandma. (laughs) But yeah, but if you do just stick to that, what's recommended to you you're just going to be you're going to stay within your pigeonhole and 
Yeah, and you're not going to see other opportunities or other films or documentaries or TV series. Yeah, and have conversations that, that you would never in. have had. Mm. It's like the other day I was round at my mum and dad's and if we're watching a film with them, it's always got to be like a thriller or like a mild horror or something like that. And mum put on like a chick flick and I was just like, I think it's because I wasn't very well and she was feeling sorry for me. Just like, come on, let's watch something really lighthearted where you don't have to think. And it did make us talk. It was about, it was called Bride Wars. Okay. And we talked about my wedding and other weddings we've been to and stuff like that. And it was just, it's nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas with a thriller, it's always like, oh, it's that person who's killed him. Or, and it doesn't really stimulate conversation as much. Yeah. And I mean, I've got a similar experience. So my parents watched a documentary called Happy. All right. And that was really interesting because, again, because when we watch, when me and Kirst have a Netflix, when we Netflix and chill... <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, with, with wine. Uh, no, I'm not painting that scene. Uh, <laughs> Chocolate body paint, yeah. <laughs> Every Friday. It was an issue coming in this morning too. Uh, anyway. I can still see some chocolate. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> but yeah, we normally watch a thriller or a comedy or, or when we watch TV series, it's always normally like crime stuff like that because I can't do horror I can do a bit of stabby stabby crime someone's murdered someone who is it sort of thing yeah but yeah my parents were like oh we watched a really good documentary and it was called happy and it was basically so obviously there's a lot of research and money spent into depression and why people are sad which um which is good like we need to know why because obviously we need to address that and yeah, depression is awful. But what isn't so much is research done into happiness and why people are happy and stuff like that. And this whole documentary was just basically, it it was about research. It showed you lots of different people's background and experiences and different cultures and what makes them happy. I think that sounds really cool. After you watched it, guess what? You were happy. You were so bloody happy. (laughs) That's one for me tonight then. But yeah, I think it's called Happiness, Happy. But coming away from Netflix, Instagram, they pigeonhole. Oh my word, yes they do. And they do that more with their paid advertising to target specific audiences. And that's normally based on who you're already following. Yeah. Yeah. So, and this is interesting actually because Kurt said to me last night, oh, I'm getting so fed up with Instagram. All I'm getting is sponsored ads. And yeah, and I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Because, but imagine, say, I don't know, say you only liked food and nutrition related accounts. So yep. obviously if this is you, it's probably a lot of vegan. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> By the way, Hellman's Vegan Mayo. Have you had it? No. Tried it? Had it last night or the day before? Beautiful. Oh, wow. Thank you. Try it. I will. But anyway, how will you ever widen your interests past what's relevant to what you're following? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose the question is, do we think we should get random bits and pieces thrown in every now and then? Or is targeting the be and end all in in this situation? Yeah. So, I mean... What do you get targeted with on Instagram? So, I mean, my Instagram is all about the outdoors um, and I suppose to some small extent, animals and things like that. So the things that I follow are all people like me where I can see they're going to really cool places that I can be like, I want to go there and I'll bookmark it and go. Um, But I also, like you say, follow a load of of vegan accounts to get 
to find out what the latest vegan products are that I can go and buy. Yeah, usually chocolate related mayo, things. Almonds. Yeah, exactly, that kind of stuff. Celebrities that I do follow, there's only a handful, but they are, they do tend to be people like Joaquin Phoenix, for example. And what else do I follow? See, I, I am my own worst enemy in that way because I'm not following diverse accounts, but that's because it's my little mini sort of escapism on there. It's kind of, this is... This is just nice for me mm. to just go and have a look at all these places and feel connected to the outdoors and that kind of stuff. But I, I, all I get targeted with are um, like environmental products. So scourers that you can reuse and put in the dishwasher. Loads of charities, animal charities especially. And they, to be honest, that targeting works really well on me because I do tend to donate. Um, such so, a do-gooder, you. Like with Australia, I've donated several times to several different ones. Cause I'm like, these guys are doing such a good job. If oh you, no, these guys are doing a better job. Do you know what I mean? If you're in a charity, make sure you're targeting Hannah yeah. people. <laughs> it does work. Um, and yeah, so, but that's basically it. I don't tend to get targeted much with clothes. Because okay. I'm not following many fashion accounts or anything like that. But that doesn't mean I don't wear clothes. Do you know what I mean? Like, She's naked right now, people. <laughs> All the time. But <laughs> Sometimes a bit. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Just carry on. <laughs> so, yeah. But actually, maybe that they wouldn't know, for example. I don't follow any beer accounts, but I love IPA. So just throwing in something like that would be really cool for me. Yeah. Does Dom get sort of targeted with beer stuff? I think I'd imagine so. Yeah. Because... He's the one that orders it, isn't it? Yeah. And then he orders it for you sort of thing. Yeah. So. <laughs> yes, he does. But what do I... Uh, I mean, I if I think back to my feed and what I'm targeted, targeted with, it's always funny dog videos <laughs> or like a toy for a dog video. So there was this toy and I, I nearly bought it because I saw it about 50 billion times. But it was like a ball that was attached to a rope and it was like a sucker on the on the oh, yeah, on the floor yeah. so the dog's trying to pull it and I think it was a bull terrier and I flipping love those dogs because they're so silly and just so <laughs> it's my spirit animal <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah so anything related to dogs so dog products there was like a really snuggly dog bed that I nearly brought for Millie because Aww. I could just picture in that so anything like dog products funny dog videos that people are doing I get a lot of environmental stuff yeah so there is a cool toothbrush company called bamboo brush and it's like wooden toothbrushes I think I've seen that too yeah, yeah. so they're on a mission to like rid the world of plastic toothbrushes and and yeah but I because I'm quite environmentally conscious, I get a lot of those sort of yeah. ads and, and things and they like that. They are useful, that. don't get me wrong. Like, this is great. We're getting the stuff that we want yes. to see. But then I don't get other stuff that would. Yeah, you know what like I mean? Those, like, like random. Say those, like Ed Sheeran came to Leicester. I never get. I. Or comedy. Yeah. Or. Or. Go on. Drag shows. Flipping the drag <laughs> I did not shows. expect that at all. <laughs> I love a drag show. Amazing. But I never get any sort of... If I was targeted yeah. with drag shows... You'd go. I'd go all the time. Yeah. I'd be like, sorry, Hannah, I can't podcast record. <laughs> I'm dragging it up. Podcast from there. But that's it. It's just knowing that if you did have some random bits thrown in every now and then... And I'm not saying companies should waste their money on that. but And it, that's just Instagram. But from Google results... Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so should we move on to Google then? Yeah, why not? I mean, we're 20 minutes in and we've not said Google yet. Yeah, go I mean. for it. Yeah, it's been a bit too broad. I understand. <laughs> not, not saying <laughs> that. So, yes. So, 
Obviously, we've talked about YouTube, Spotify, 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 Netflix, Instagram. So how does Google do it then? So PPC. Yeah. So obviously with PPC, you get shopping ads, text ads, display ads as well. So that is the creative that follows you around the internet after you've left a site. Yep. So what was that? So me and Kirst have booked our summer holiday. Oh yeah, <clears throat> where to? Going to Rhodes. Amazing. Uh, we booked the hotel and it looks phenomenon. phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenon. And Kirst was like, is this hotel a bit too posh for us? I was like, what are you trying to say? We're classy. <laughs> Turning up in drag, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. And then I was like, obviously, I need to make sure I've got bikinis and all my holiday shopping. Mm-hmm. So now I've been like followed by bikinis and like all sort of shorts, dresses for holiday. So, so yeah, but you'll notice like whatever site you're on, mm. just be wet, like have a look because I bet you, you'll be then followed. Yeah, if they're paying for display ads, we yeah. do it at Gymshark. And then email audience targeting as well. So that is where you use an email list that yeah. you own. So it's from your own opted list. In, yeah. opted, opted in, GDPR <laughs> friendly. <laughs> but you can target a similar Gmail audience group. So yeah. when you log into Gmail, the ads are on the top. Yeah. So so yes. So is it a good thing? Yes. I think it, and again, that's it, the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is a really good thing because, I mean, it works for businesses. Yes. Yeah. So you get conversion rate and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And businesses need to make sales to survive. Yeah. But I suppose the diff- and the different thing about Google is it shows much more diverse results than say Spotify or Netflix, because in their search results they're slightly different to to, to those. Basically, they've got different machine learning algorithms. At the end of the day, it's really clever and it usually shows you what's more relevant rather than what's targeted. So, say for example, I mean, in the olden days, probably about how 20, far old are we going? Well, fifteen years ago, <laughs> maybe, where you used to search for something and then PPC would come up. And it wouldn't necessarily, you'd say, look like for a, I don't know, let's go back to the red chair. I like to use a red chair. Or anything red. Yeah, always red. And it came up and actually it, all it showed you was like a load of black office chairs, for example. You'd expect that from PPC back then, but it's, it's better now. Mm. And I think in search results with all of its AI, it's doing a lot better at showing us what it thinks we want. Yes, because I suppose that's what, that's Google's end goal is showing stuff that's relevant. Exactly. Rather than just targeted. Yeah. So I think Google does it so much better than other platforms because it's showing us things that we've searched for. So I could search for chocolate body paint. (laughs) Well, yeah. And it it would be like, okay, you don't normally search for this. (laughs) Are you telling yourself that? (laughs) But it would still show me the best, most relevant results. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And Yes, but then it would target that to me, which probably wouldn't be ideal, especially if it was a surprise. But um, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but there is a flip side to this as well. Go on. So how many times have you been... So I don't know. Say say you share a laptop with, yep. your, with your loved one <laughs> and, and you've been looking for a chocolate body paint. <laughs> yep. We all know we've done it. Yeah, go on. Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm going with this now. Yeah. So you, you've got a weekend away and you want to be like a bit, 
you know, saucy. So you've been looking at ways that you can do that. So you've been searching for chocolate body paint just yeah. as a bit of fun. But then your other half then uses the laptop <laughs> and then sees these ads yeah, for chocolate, chocolate. And then your chocolate body paint surprise yeah. is blown. So when you're there lying in the hotel room with chocolate body paint. If in my case, it'd probably be in the bath because I wouldn't <laughs> want to get it everywhere. Well, then what would be the point? Oh, no, like, yeah. Not oh, so <laughs> I was just I don't know why I told you that I just just thought it would be my idea of hell just like chocolate so everyone imagine Hannah in a <laughs> no no let's move on move on <laughs> it's not what this podcast was supposed to be about oh I would ask you a quick opinion about something um, it is it's it's not anything to do with sexiness okay don't worry um <laughs> so Google have recently changed how ads are displayed yeah yeah oh so yeah they went from so I remember that back in the day when it used to be really really obvious because it was I had a green writing and it was like yellow shaded and it was quite obvious that that was the ad that was the ad bit yeah. and then you've got your organic below but they've recently changed it, haven't they and they've bolded so they've rather than like the green box it's now black and bolded the text the text yeah. and I don't and they're saying that they've done that to try and make ads more obvious when no. I don't think it does bullshit Mm. Mm. it just blends in now yeah it does especially because google have also started to put favicons haven't they yeah in search results exactly so it just blends in yeah i just wanted your opinion on that no i just think yeah rubbish but yes i suppose we do at the end of the day it all comes back to privacy yeah yeah so we recently did a podcast all about whether we can really trust google can't remember a couple of weeks ago months ago God who knows <laughs> I forget, I forget what day we're on. So in that podcast, we included insights into other search engines because there are other search engines, not just Google, Hannah. Wait, what? Yeah, shut the front door. <laughs> so, uh, so for example, you got DuckDuckGo, which recently there was news that that's the default browser on Android in the EU. Amazing. Which is well done, DuckDuckGo. Yeah. So don't just optimize for Google. People. Yeah, if you're in the EU, that's the really EU cool. And mobile. So, yes, so DuckDuckGo, for a real privacy-related fees, check that out. Yeah, yeah. More recently, in a Ginny Marvin Search Engine Land article from, I think it was early December. Yeah. We found out that privacy-focused browser Brave now has 10 million monthly active users, which is double what it had in the last year. My boss... Paul Ince, he uses Brave. And imagine if users doubled in, in a year. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, that keeps doubling that way, it'd be awesome. So what's more, daily activity users tripled to 3.3 million. So I do think people are getting more savvy yeah, about privacy, aren't they? Yeah, and if you don't know how Brave works, you have to opt into what it calls the Brave Rewards Programme to see ads. Then you accumulate basic attention tokens i think they're called or bat um, and it uses a blockchain based system to cut a long story short users who opt in get 70 percent of the ad revenue share as a reward for their attention and even better the data that is used to target users with ads so browsing history machine learning this only exists on users own devices okay. so it's not stored that kind of stuff so and i think obviously you have the option not to, to opt in as well so, yeah, I can see why Paul would use it. It's really good. And if, yeah. he, if he was looking for chocolate body paint, no so, one would ever know. <laughs> and I'm sure Biz Paul is always searching for chocolate body paint. <laughs> always. Sorry, Paul. 
blown your cover. <laughs> so what do we think about targeting then? I mean, have we brought things from social ads? All the time. All the time. What was the last thing you brought from a social ad? Um, it probably was something like one of those double-sided scourers. Okay. I bought, like I say, I, I've donated to charities several times, at least five times recently through those. What about you? T-shirt. I bought a T-shirt that said, I hate humans. And it was a bear drinking a beer. That was for Ginny's birthday, my friend Ginny's birthday. Aww, happy birthday, Ginny. Bless me. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Moving sorry. on. Let's uh, scrub that out. I'm trying to think what I, I mean. I have like, don't get me wrong. Social ads do get me because it's more if I've had a glass of wine. All right. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, right, <laughs> oh, chocolate boy paint. <laughs> get in my basket. <laughs> But I do think my, what I buy f- like from social ads is like clothes, dog things, yep. dog toys. Shocker. Um, huh? Shocker. 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 <laughs> do we think PPC is more trustworthy these days? Absolutely. Sadly, it's amazing now. It's really good. Oh, is that it? Usually, yeah. <laughs> I mean, click on the PPC ad, click on the SEO, probably going to get a decent result. Yeah. Which is a shame. <laughs> Such a shame, such a shame. Uh, so videodesign.com, they did a blog in September 2018 and I will link in the show notes. But they give the stat that 77% agree with the statement, I wish there was, I wish there were a way to add filter instead of add block completely. I completely agree, yeah. So... That'd be really nice. It'd save me a shitload of money. So, yeah. So I suppose there, people aren't saying that they don't want ads at all. They just want, they want to filter. They want to choose what ads they get. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think that is the happy medium because yeah. we don't want to be bombarded all the time. But we do want to see what's but out there. But we do want to see what's out there. And I do think businesses should advertise. Yeah. Because they need to make sales at the end of the day. But so if you could filter it... Mm. That's the happy medium, isn't it? So I think what we're saying is we want to pigeonhole ourselves rather than be pigeonholed. Yes. (laughs) And maybe have like a little wild card tick box where occasionally you can be showing stuff that you wouldn't normally buy. Graze does that. Oh, yes. So, because obviously with Graze, so Graze, for those that don't know what Graze is, it's like a subscription and every week you get, I think it's four packets of like healthier snacks, basically. And when you sign up, you sort of say what you definitely do like and what you definitely don't like but then you could also select the option that sometimes you want to surprise <laughs> so I think yeah I think surprises are all good yeah 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 I'd like to say if your homing pigeon doesn't come home then it's just a pigeon sorry what <laughs> basically if your ad doesn't convert maybe it wasn't targeted or maybe it was just annoying okay so I wanted to say that because going back to whether you should block them completely or not it's for from the business point of view they do work if you do them right yeah so you need to understand your audience where they are and and not just your audience but what resonates with them as well don't make them want to block you yeah 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 make your pigeon want to come home (laughs) i like that okay so then let's summarize okay sounds like a good plan because then i suppose it's time for feature time yeah so do we think we're pigeonholed too much? Not by Google. Probably not. No? I think 
No. I don't... Personally, I don't think we're pigeonholed too much because, yes, if you go on to a website, you are then followed yep. around. But then that's just retargeting. But I'm always searching new things in Google. And obviously, PPC works on yeah. that, doesn't it? So, And I do think it's more in the social space. Yeah. Do you think this has been a complete waste of time? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, we we just answered the question like no. Oh, we we both of us are like nah. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, hopefully it's been interesting. <laughs> I know, but it is it is an interesting point because I think we are pigeonholed to pigeon yeah pigeonholed to an extent. Yeah, I think it's good for, to be aware that you are being pigeonholed. Yeah, and be be more savvy. Yeah, to why you're seeing ads and, and whether when you can manipulate the ads that you're actually seeing. Yeah. Okay, that, that's useful. That is useful. <laughs> that is very useful. Let's move on. <laughs> okay, now it's time for the feature. Hey, my favourite time of the podcast. So. What have you got for us this week? As the topic was about pigeonholing. It's going to be about pigeons, exactly. isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> It'd be rude not to. You love an animal related... I love anything to do with animals as long as it's positive. Feature. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, seven questions. Pigeon multiple choice quiz. A it, pigeon multiple quiz. Yes. Multiple choice quiz. I mean, who knew there'd be so much to quiz about pigeons? I was thrilled, to be honest, <laughs> when I found out. If you want to have a go at this yourself, it's play.howstuffworks.com forward slash quiz forward slash pigeon hyphen quiz. Or just play along with us. Or play along now. Yeah, why not? Challenge me. Get better than me, which isn't hard. So, ready for the first one? Always. Or maybe not. I don't know. Okay, we're going for it. Okay. Where are pigeons found? Either, number one, mainly in Europe. Number two, mostly in the Americas. Or number three, everywhere except the Arctic and Antarctic. That one. Because I feel like pigeons are everywhere, aren't they? <laughs> and there's going to be more than one type of pigeon, isn't there? Absolutely right, yeah. So, yeah, correct. Yeah, Very good. Okay. Number two. What does the small white domestic pigeon symbolise? Love. It says domestic pin- pigeon. I think it means dove. But anyway, number one, tranquility. Yes. Number two, peace. Or number three, fertility. As in like making babies. Baby pigeons, yeah. Making baby pigeons. <laughs> Tranquility or peace? Or fertility, yep. Don't rule that one out yet. But it is the dove? Well, I think so. Yeah, I'm guessing Because the what dove it is peace, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's the answer. That is the, <laughs> that's definitely the right answer, but I also think it's that. Anyway, let's move on. What former me- member of the pigeon family gave rise to a common expression referring to something no longer existing? Barry. <laughs> is it, number one, the passenger pigeon... Number two, dodo, or number three, the rock dove? Who knew a dodo was a type of pigeon? A former member of the pigeon family. family. So what was the question again, please? What former member of the pigeon family gave rise to a common expression referring to something no longer existing? The passenger pigeon, the dodo, or the rock dove? Dodo. Yeah, dead as a dodo. Dead as a dodo. I'm feeling good about my pigeon knowledge. You should. This is very impressive. Also, remember your old nickname related to Dodo. So Sarah McDowell. Sarah McDodo. Let's bring it back, everyone. Sarah Sarah McDodo. No, we got rid of that nickname. (laughs) 
Okay. What is the size of the largest pigeon? Number one, 12 inches or 30 centimetres. So, hang on, hang on, hang on. A ruler. So, yes, thank you. I, I like to be visual. I thought you might. And I mean, um, yeah. <laughs> love to be visual, guys. Um, number two, 22 inches or 55.8 centimetres, just over half a metre. So, 30 centimetres... 55.8 centimetres. 55.8 centimetres. Or there's 33 inches, which is 84 centimetres. That's a flipping big pigeon, isn't it? It is. But even a 50 centimetre. Yep. That's pretty big. They're big pigeons in this quiz. I think you're trying to throw me off the stent here. I don't think you're going to get a pigeon bigger than the size of a ruler. So you're going for number one, 30 centimetres. Yes. Incorrect. Oh. It was actually 84 centimetres. I was going to swear then. <laughs> really? Yep. But. I know. How? Re- I just can't. I don't know. I didn't make the quiz. You could be attacked by that, couldn't you? You really could. Okay. I imagine it'd be also really nice to cuddle. <laughs> really big. Do you know what I mean? Nice. Nice cuddle size. Anyway. Um, also, don't. pigeons are really soft. But anyway. I mean, just as a disclaimer, we're not saying go out and cuddle pigeons because who knows you could get a mad like all manner of diseases and they might pet be nice to them though because they are very soft be nice to them feed them bread or whatever they like to eat oh you shouldn't feed no bird bread anyway anyway what do pigeons usually eat oh okay seamless seamless number one grain fruits and berries number two grain and worms or number three flying insects I'm not going to go with flying insects because pigeons aren't very good at flying, are they? Can you imagine, right, just visualise a pigeon flying on the air going like, go, go, go. Do you know what I mean? Like catching lots the, of flying I, That's a lovely visual. I thought so. So I, I'm going to go, see, I want to say worms because that's the standard what birds eat. <laughs> but pigeon, hmm. In like the early bird catches the worm. Yeah. Let's go for the grains and birds. Grains and birds. (laughs) They're cannibals. Uh, No, they're not. Pigeons aren't cannibals. Um, Worms and grains. Worms and grains. It was actually grains, fruit and berries. They don't eat worms. They've got a very balanced diet. No, they're... well. So they're vegan? It says usually eat. But if they're vegan, that's good for them. Well, I don't know if it's good for them. Let's move on. Um, (laughs) But you've you've, um, actually alluded to this one already. How are the flying abilities of pigeons? How are? Yeah, like how are they? Okay. Um, number one, slow and of limited range. Uh-huh. Number two, strong, swift and graceful flyers. Pigeons are not graceful. Or number three, it differs according to season. What? It differs according to season. Oh, I thought you said s- s- um, stiff according to. <laughs> and I was like, what? Differs according to season, mm-hmm. graceful or? Slow and of limited range. That one. Actually, it differs according to season. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay, this one's good. <laughs> um, what are newly hatched birds fed during their first few days? Okay. Number one, regurgitated grain. Number two, worms. Or number three, pigeon's milk. Do they have pigeon milk? Well, they're not drinking out of cows. Have you made that one up? I mean, you've I just haven't made any of these up. This from I told you, I gave you the URL earlier. I don't think pigeons produce milk. I, regurgitated grains, and I know that's going to be wrong. And they're going no milk, no grains, no milk, milk, milk. 
Milk. You're going for milk. Milk. Okay, yeah. They, they little have little, yeah, they drink out of milk. They drink out of milk. Yeah. They produce milk. They, they do. So you got one, two, oh, hold on, four. Yeah, out of. Maybe maybe more, hold on. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, you got five out of seven. That means I'm the winner. Did you come up with a forfeit? No. Oh, but I could think of a forfeit. You can think of a forfeit if you so wish. Okay, so I would like you to... Bird noise, isn't it? It's not going to be bird noise, but impersonate a pigeon, but you are singing... uh, what, What song do you know? Britney Spears. <laughs> What's a well-known song? Uh, Do you know the national anthem? Sort of. Okay. Sing the national anthem <clears throat> as a pigeon. Okay, I'm ready. Are you ready? <laughs> the, the wings, the wings are out, people. I felt the emotion in that one, Hannah. Good. I hope you really enjoyed that. You know what? No matter what forfeit I throw your way, <laughs> thank you. You always step up to the plate. So do you. Well, it's what we do. It's what we do. We step up to the plate for you people. That is the end, then, isn't Sadly, it? Sadly, yes. So we've talked about pigeons. We've done a quiz about pigeons. Talked so we... a lot about chocolate body pain. Don't forget that. <laughs> If you believe that we deserve a five-star review... Have we brightened your day? Have you learned something about pigeons? Then please do. Give us a five-star review on whatever podcast playing platform. I'm getting better at saying that. You are really good. So yes, because obviously the more reviews we get, the more chance people get to see us. And if you think our content is worthy of people, then that is the way to do it. How can they get in touch? Hello at seospodcast.com. Email us. Or... S-E-O-S-E underscore S-A-S on Twitter. Yes. Sarah McDuck, awesome content on Twitter. Yeah. Um, S-E-O-S-E-S Hannah, not so great on Twitter. Also LinkedIn. Hey. No carrier pigeons. No, ca- we stopped carrier pigeons. We have stopped them, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yes, uh, there's nothing else to say. Would have you a like wonderful to say day. Goodbye in pigeon. Cuckoo. <laughs> Ooh, that's not a pigeon. That's more of a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye folks. Goodbye. Hope you hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs>